Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Another freaking shootout win. Another uh, another comeback denied. Another big victory against a good opponent. How about those fly boys, right? Uh, man, uh, I really just didn't think they were going to have anything left in the tank in the third period. I thought that the third was just going to go very poorly. I realized they thoroughly outplayed Boston for the first two periods. I mean, they get the two goals in the first. Um, Konechny and Myers both continue to look freaking awesome. Um, what was the shot count through? Uh, first period, Flyers outshoot him 14-5. Second period, it's a very tight checking period. Six to five, the Flyers outshoot him. But still, it's 20 to 10 through 40 minutes. But you have to know Boston's going to get going at some point. Uh, and that's really, I hate to start the, um, the post game with a negative connotation because it's huge that they got a, a W in Boston. They won their third straight game. They beat another quality opponent, all that stuff. Carter Hart looks excellent again. Um, but the inability to get that third goal, that's three games in a row where they blow the 2 nothing lead. But it, that also means it's, it's two games in a row they can't get that third goal inside of 60 minutes and two games where they can't get inside of 65 minutes. I, you weren't going to beat Boston 2 nothing or 2-1. to one. Like Boston was going to score. Uh, they were probably going to score two. You know, they average over four goals a game at home. They're one of the best scoring offenses in the league. I, it just, getting out to the lead is awesome. Containing them defensively is great. The defensive effort, very strong tonight. You got to score another freaking goal. Like, you can't continue to keep teams around in games. I don't necessarily buy into the the two-goal lead is the, is the you know, is the most dangerous in hockey. I just think if you're up to nothing, that's probably not enough because most teams score more than two goals every game. Yeah, when you get the first two and they get the second two, it's like you blew it. But if you get one and then they get one and you get two more, that's that's good. Yeah, I just, Getting out to the lead's awesome. They just need to find some of that secondary scoring. One of the first comments I saw was, uh, has anyone seen Jake or JVR? Man, Jake's... Jake, JVR, at least, like, I see him out there doing things. Um, he wasn't nearly as prominent tonight, but for the most part, I, JVR just hasn't been able to cash in. I think he will. He had fewer goals than this at this point last season because he was hurt. Um, I, I just – I don't know what's going on with Jake. He just hasn't been very good this year. Um, but, yeah, they need to somehow get some other line than the than the uh, Limblom – uh, Couturier, Konechny line going because they're those three are great, and I don't want to break them up. I they're too good. They're doing too well out there for you, but they need to get they need to get someone else going consistently. Maybe the it, maybe it's time to pull the plug. And uh, man, if Hayes keep, I mean, it's not even like I realize you want three good centers, and that's what they have with Couturier, Hayes, and then playing G at center while they're figuring out what's going on with that position. But maybe it's time to put Giroux with Hayes and try to get something out of them, get Faraby on that line. How great – well, sidebar, how nice was that Faraby move in the shootout? Just bring it in on the right side, let Halak, you know, start, make the little fake to your left, let Halak drift as you're going, and then just chip it right back over him. Beautiful. But uh, maybe to get a little bit more, you know, Faraby, I think, has – I don't think he's been 
bad or anything the last couple nights. But I will say, um, I will say, I don't think he's been as noticeable. He's still doing little things out there, playing good hockey. But I don't think he's been quite as electric as he was when he first got the call up. Maybe you know, with with Hayes struggling in the faceoff circle like he's been the last few nights. Get Giroux out there with him. Giroux can take some of the bigger draws, and then Hayes can still give you his solid defensive, uh, his solid defensive effort at the center position. And then you can get more offense out of all three of those guys at five on five if they're together. I don't know what the solution is uh, for the scoring offense. They were doing pretty well up until this little stretch, and they've won three in a row. I don't want to over, uh, I don't want to overblow it. Like, oh man, you know this offense. How could they win with it? Well, they are. So I'm not trying to go too crazy about it, but they need something to get them going. They need another top nine forward to add some offense, add some depth and they need to switch up the combinations a little bit behind the top line. Still not ready to say it's time to break up that top line because it's just too good. Look at what Boston has going for it, how they're able to win games with that line. Similar um similar recipe for the Flyers, but I do think they have I do think they have better depth if they're just able to finally stabilize this lineup when Lawton comes back, that'll be something uh, we've talked about Patrick and and Morgan Frost ad nauseum on this show, so I'm not going to do all that. But overall, and I'm sure we'll have questions and we'll get into it at some point, so I'm not going to do it in the, in the opening. Uh, but overall, hell of a game, uh, competitive against a great Boston team. Boston is freaking good. They're struggling a little right now, but the Flyers went into Boston and got two points. And, man, a road trip we were talking about earlier uh, earlier this week. Oh, man, back-to-backs against Boston and Toronto. I'll be happy with two points. Three would be great. Well, they came away with four points, guys, so let's turn it over to you. Let's see how you're feeling after this. Four-point weekend. Yeah, how how great is it? Uh, any news on Nolan Patrick? Did you see any? You'll know, I'll know when you know. There's no news on Nolan Patrick. JVR is hustling, at least. Yeah, I don't have a problem with JVR's game. This is what happens with goal scores. Uh, I think when the lineup starts to stabilize more, he'll start scoring, and he's going to go on a hot streak of scoring eventually. It's what he does. Uh, I'm much more concerned about Voracek, who just looks like he doesn't know what the right decision with the puck is. You know, he just looks like, I'm going to skate it into traffic. I'm going to force a pass. Well, time to get back on defense because they have it. Like, I'm just not at all pleased with uh, with JVR, or excuse me, with Voracek. Biggest win in years. I don't know about that. I mean, they've I how many years? It's a good win. This is a big good win. They haven't won in Boston since I think 2011. Taron Hatcher. It was funny. Taron before the game was interviewing TK and mentions that they hadn't won in regulation. Maybe it was in regulation in Boston. I don't remember. They hadn't won in Boston since 2011. And um, uh, TK goes, I didn't know about all that. It's like, well, yeah, you, you haven't been in the league that long. Like, it was just funny. But, um, yeah, it, it's a big win, no doubt. I'm very happy about it. I just didn't, uh, you know, I don't know about biggest win in years. It is still November. Still November. Hey, Bill, fourth line tonight. Stay together for Caps on Wednesday? Yeah, I don't see why not. Uh, they're spending a decent amount of time in the offensive zone. They're making some things happen. They're going to chip in a couple of goals at some point. Just on pure, uh, pure volume, the way they crash the net, the way they forecheck. Um, it's working right now. Like I said, I don't know if I love Raffold center long-term, um, but for what they have available, I, I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. Uh, 
no complaints about the fourth line. Absolutely no reason to break them up. So we have four lines rolling. I, we're using four lines. I don't know if all of them are playing particularly well, but the top line's great. The fourth line's doing its job. Um, I'm just not seeing enough out of Hayes and JVR. Um, I like what Giroux's been able to do. I like that combination there. They're, they'll probably start scoring again at some point. I just don't know if it's time to maybe mix up that middle six because they need more depth scoring. Getting out to 2-0 leads is great. Not getting that third goal in regulation isn't because teams are going to score two goals on you. That's not a big number. I don't care when they come in the game. The other team is going to get the two goals. Hockey is fun again. It certainly is. Uh, Terensky played a very solid under-the-radar game tonight. Yeah, I think Terensky is locking himself down a fourth-line job in the future by playing well in his role uh, with the uh, with the with Hayes and JVR. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Terensky. Wasn't quite. I, I, I just like. Do I want him on the third line? No. Um, but for what they're going to ask him to do for the time being, uh, he's playing his role well, and that's all you can ask of the guy. Uh, had a couple scoring chances tonight, continues to hit. Have to like what you're seeing out of Terensky, and I think, if nothing else, it's just really good experience playing up in the lineup for in the future when he'll probably be a fourth liner. Remember when three out of four points was acceptable? Yeah, last night. G needs to get back on the wing. Uh, I want him back there. I don't think that – I think he's playing much better at center than he did last year. But, yeah, I want him back on the wing, and I want him back with another center who's capable of making plays. Like That's – man, just Giroux, Hayes, Farabee seems like such a great idea to me. Uh, another goal for Frost tonight after two assists last night. Time to put G back at wing with Hayes and Farabee. And Frost play 3C with Jake and JVR. Um I wonder, like, obviously that's the that's the clear move to make there. My concern, and it's just like mix it up however the coach wants. I'm sure he'll come up with something. My concern with a JVR Frost Jake line is um when the other team gets the puck, they're probably going to score. <laughs> I, I you know, so we'll 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 see how they mix it up. I would love Frost to be up here. But like I said last night, um, I'm giving the organization the benefit of the doubt on the call-up for now. The previous regime didn't get the benefit of the doubt because we saw guys uh, get wasted in the AHL, be ready to come up and be, you know, getting healthy scratched or getting sent back down. The way they handled, you know, Travis Sanheim and that Oscar Lindblom, all that stuff. The previous regime doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. This one does because a bunch of guys – who we didn't even think were ready, have, have got chances. You know, Farabee makes the team four games in. Uh, Terensky and Bunneman make the team out of camp. Uh, Myers gets up here. They're using the young guys, so I'm not going to, like, start clamoring for Frost because if they're saying he's not ready, maybe he's not. But obviously you look at what the team needs and what they have in the AHL and go one plus one equals two still, right? So I, it's just a matter of time before Frost comes up. When he comes up, I want it to be permanent. But, uh, damn, he is just putting up numbers down there. There's more to the game than points. But he has that aspect of the game down. And um, you got to win to score. You got to score to win. So thankfully they get to rest up for the caps. Yeah, that's uh, to just 
even control play like they did in overtime tonight when you know they're just out of freaking gas with three and four back-to-backs, all these overtimes, they're playing, man. And that's I know it's a, I know it's a dumb thing to, oh, man, they're really giving it their all out there. But, shit, how often did we used to say, like, why aren't they more resilient? Why aren't they mentally tougher? Well, they appear to be this year. And I will say that, like, it's that and I think Vigneault has with the more, I won't even say more laxed practice schedule because every single player tells you they're working harder in practice than they ever have. It's just that they, they practice less, so when they are out there, they're expected to go 110%. And I think that's I think that's really working out to the team's benefit with this crazy schedule they're on. It doesn't look like um, it doesn't look like they're uh, they're just going to blow games at the end because oh man they've been playing for you know, thirty six the last forty eight hours or whatever. So Hart was a beast tonight. Yeah, didn't have a ton of chances in the first two periods, but uh, really really stepped up in clutch situations. Um, I mean. Pasternak on a penalty shot, then again in the shootout, um, you know, stops all three in the shootout, the couple power play saves at the end of the third. Uh, Hart was incredible tonight. He keeps, uh, what was his final line? Where are you, Carter? Uh, Carter Hart, 65 minutes, 20, uh, 26 out of 28, say 26 saves on 28 shots for a 929 save percentage. So those numbers are coming up. Uh, Al Morgan, he mentioned it in the, uh, in the pregame talking about, you know, he's playing well. You want to just start bringing those numbers up because they still don't look great, and that's good for your confidence when your numbers come up. A couple more like this. Carter Hart's numbers are going to look like they looked last season, even with the uh, couple of really bad ones there. Andre Off and Pitlick playing fast. Yeah, what they lack in, like, you know, top six style puck skill, they more than make up for with uh, keeping their feet moving and getting to where they need to get to, whether it's winning battles in the corners or getting to the front of the net. Those guys uh, are absolutely doing what they're supposed to do there. My man Phil Myers can keep this ball rolling. Listen, you do it once, and it's like, all right, nice shot. Uh, you do it two games in a row, and that's three goal, three games in a row with a goal. Um, but you um, you score like that a couple nights in a row, makes me start thinking, dude, this guy's like one of the best shooters on the team. Maybe give him a shot or two and shoot out. Carter bailed them out of the third, and that's his job there. I mean, again, don't they they look like they're handling it well, but three games and four nights, back to backs, all these overtimes. The only guy on the ice tonight who didn't play last night was Carter Hart. Um, they kept him clean for 40 minutes. It was his job to do what he did in uh, in the third and in overtime. He he came through absolutely for them. Marshan needs to catch a fist for that second shootout shot. The shit he gets away with, I, that trip on Limblom in the third, obviously a trip. But it's, if I was a referee, I would never give him anything. Soon as he got up and looked at me, I'd go, you dove, even if he didn't. Like, that dude is a dirty little bastard. Uh, he should have fucking got jumped after that for taking a second shot in the shootout. No questions asked. We win it, boom. Flyers just come off the ice and say, come out here, Brad. Come out here. Uh, that dude needs to uh, get speared. Nolan Patrick should watch the games from the rafters like crow sting. <laughs> Think it's time to go back to the Provy ghost pairing with Myers Sanheim and Braun Niskanen. I don't like Braun Niskanen together at all. Um, I, I like what they're rolling out right now. Uh, Provorov and Niskanen, I thought, especially Provorov, but both 
were very bad last night, but tonight I thought they rebounded well. I'm cool with the way they're rolling out the pairings right now. Uh, let's see how the ice time was distributed tonight. Where'd you go, defense? Here we are. Uh, Provorov, my God, another 27-26. Niskanen, Niskanen, 23-54. Sandheim, 21-01. Myers, 19-40. Gostas Bear, 16-04. And Braun, 16-18. So actually, Gostas Bear with the uh, least ice time tonight. It'd been pretty steadily Braun, but uh, some PK time comes in uh, comes into play there. Braun played two minutes of uh of pk time ghost only had like 50 seconds of power play time so but yeah um i just think looking at and we talked about this a little last night looking at the way provorov is being used man if you could just play him a little less it would probably be great uh and i have no problem like i said like i think justin braun is a good penalty kill specialist and you kind of just Got to deal with him at five on five. Uh, he's pretty good in terms of just defensive zone coverage, but he doesn't help you in the neutral or offensive zones a little bit. Not a huge contributor on the breakout. Um, but considering what this penalty kill was, and they're very good now, I like what Braun is bringing, and you just kind of got to live with him at five on five. You limited a, limit his ice time, and that's going to hurt his partner, and his partner right now is Ghost. Just mix it up a little. I would say if you're going to try to limit Braun's ice time, like mix it up with the other five a little bit more. Like you're, you're starting three pairs or you're starting three pairs. I get it. But not go back to the Ghost Provorov pairing, but play them together sometimes. Mix it up. That's, I think, would be – try to distribute the ice time a little bit more evenly because, man, 28 minutes is too much. It's too much. I know this kid, I know Provorov is a workhorse. I know all the crazy working out he does. But I just think if he played a little bit less, maybe he'd play better too. Just a thought. I kind of think Stewart should be back against the Caps to give a guy a break and get his legs back under him. Um, No thanks. I'm good. I'd rather try to win the game. It's November. Guys don't need breaks. None of the, no one needs a break. You're fine. And play your best players. Stewart's not very good. He hurts you. The Caps are a very good team. I want to try to beat them. So playing Stewart would be counter to that because Stewart's a very not good player. It was really good to see Hart stand on his head again after not seeing much action until the third. Saved their asses on the penalty shot and that PK. What a good kid. Yeah, can't um can't say enough about Carter Hart, what he did for him in the third and in the shootout and everything. Um he looks like he's going to be just fine. Everyone who was worried, oh, he's in a slump. Oh, maybe he's not ready. The pressure's getting to him. Or maybe he just played a couple of bad games because all goalies play a couple of bad games. Shit happens. He's really good. Uh, we saw that tonight. Pasternak's the leading goal scorer in the league. The The penalty shot, he just waited him out, gave him nothing. Um, it looked like he got a poke in on the shootout. I, I only saw it the one time, but it looked like he got a poke in on the shootout. So... Uh, against Pasternak, and that offense is good. That power play is really good, and Hart was there, man. Hart Hart left them. Hart gave them the ability to get one point and then got them the second in the shootout. Jake just looks off. I hope he's able to turn it around. A lot of season left. Yeah, I think he is trying to focus on different aspects of his game because Vigneault is asking him to focus more on defense and all that, but at the end of the day, Jake's just not – 
very good defensively. He needs to be producing points. He just needs to be making better decisions with the puck. He's going to turn it over sometimes. I've said that a million times about Jake. And typically, you live with the turnovers because he makes more plays than he doesn't. Well, right now, he just looks like he doesn't know what to do with the puck. The cross-check by uh, Marshan on Provorov should have been a penalty. Yeah, he knocked him down right before that and then got that cross-check in. There were, uh, The amount of interference I saw in tonight's game was incredible. I just thought there was a lot of late stuff, a lot of uh, just blatant, easily called penalties that the referees were like, I'm not even getting into it. It's fucking Sunday night. Let's go home. Myers coming up really solidified our D pairings. Haig is a perfect is perfect where he's at at number seven. Uh, yeah, we have a good squad. Yeah, um, these guys are get, going to continue to grow together, build chemistry, get better. Uh, I think the defense, the the six defensemen, I think are just starting to play well. I think um, they were okay to start the year. Um, obviously, adding a player of Myers caliber over a guy of Hague's caliber, that's just going to make your team better. Um, it allows you the ability to make Braun your six at five on five and, you know, use puck movers to move the puck and just do what you have to do to control play as the Flyers have for most of the season. Um, but beginning of the season, I kind of thought it was a, a team defensive effort. Um, you know, all the forwards getting back for the first time in years and really contributing on defense. But now I believe the defensemen are starting to pull their own weight as well. Um, Proverov and Niskanen last night notwithstanding. Terensky versus Tom Wilson. Don't engage with Tom Wilson. Don't engage. It's a mistake. If you have the game in hand and want to take a couple shots at him, get get a couple licks in, get some uh, get some revenge on him, but don't engage. You'll get called for retaliation. He's a dirty player. He's also a very good player who knows how to take advantage of his reputation. Uh, I love Tom Wilson. I'm a, I am a Tom Wilson fan. I say it all the time. Um, but don't engage. It's a mistake. I would just play 7D, use Haig to limit Braun's ice time, use Raffle and Pitlick with various other players, such as Konechny, Farabee. Um, why would you want – limiting Braun with Haig just makes – like they're bo- they both have the same problem. So you're playing one – like that's it's the same thing. It's guys who spend a lot of time in the defensive zone. So what would the difference be? Haig's worse because he's not as good in coverage. I like Katie Emmer behind the desk with Bundy and Al. She's good. I'm a fan. I like Katie. I uh, man, that that I real like. I realize what I got is uh for the people watching live. I just motioned to my my fake shitty chin strap beard. Um, but Bundy is freaking scary looking right now he's just oh my god Marshand or Crosby who do you hate more oh Marshand without a doubt I don't really hate Crosby that much he's just an awesome player who doesn't happen to play for the Flyers Marshand's an asshole he's a dirty player did well staying out of the box mostly and the PK I'm including the goalie was clutch when they were needed they absolutely were without a doubt uh everybody that was a clutch performance from Carter Hart and the penalty kill at the end there too Hey, Bill, what's the biggest improvement since last season? Um, easy answer is goaltending, the penalty kill, and just the the vibe of the team. Like, I don't expect the worst anymore. I expect this team to overcome adversity. Little things like going to a shootout. Like, typically, when the Flyers went to a shootout, I got, well, 
so much for that. And I come and turn on my laptop and start setting up um, post game. And then if they won, I'd be pleasantly surprised when I turn back around at the TV. Uh, just the expectation, just everything about this team, just the uh, my reaction to this team because of like the vibe they're putting out right now. They're just different. That's what I like about them. It's most of the same guys, but there's just a different feeling around the team. Trade Jake for Jamie Ben. I would love to make that trade. I just don't think it's going to happen. TK will be a league beast in two years. I mean, he already is. He's already, like, look at the numbers, man. He's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. The penalty kill has been the most improved. Um, yeah, they're staying out of the box pretty well, but the penalty kill has been great, and it's something that we were so frustrated with for so long. Uh, the penalty killing and the goaltending, and those two things kind of go hand in hand, I think, are the biggest, like, noticeable on-ice improvements. Just all-around team defense, keeping pucks out of the back of the net. That's three straight games. What? Yeah, three straight 65-plus-minute games that the Flyers allowed two goals. That's really good against teams that can score, too. TK contract may end up as good as uh, Couturier's deal at this rate. It just might. It just might. Uh, can we talk about Carter Hart getting mugged in the crease? I felt like he should have filed a police report. You got to play through contact. I didn't think it was anything too crazy tonight. Super late hit at the end of the third, I think. Puck was on the half boards in our zone during the breakout. Someone got hit behind the net. No call. Yeah, I think it was Sanheim got laid out there. Um, I can't remember who laid the hit, but I'm pretty sure Couturier – after the after the buzzer went on regulation, uh, gave him a shot, but it sounded like because it was yeah it was on like the right hand side of the screen in the uh, behind the net, and the puck was coming to the left hand half boards, and it like just the sound of it where the puck was, it sounded very late, and there was an official right there. I don't know. It I thought Boston got away with a lot of late and uh, like interference type plays tonight. Niskanen has been one of my favorites this season, makes the big plays, uh, but the quiet side of his game is fairly sound. Yeah, outside of outside of last night, I've been really happy with what I've seen out of Niskanen, without a doubt. Yeah, third in the Metro. They just got ahead of Pittsburgh, so that's huge. I mean, I realize it's November, it's early, lots of things can happen, but to me, this is a team with the aspirations of winning a division and getting into the top three, that's, that's the beginning of, of being able to win the freaking division is be there with those other teams. Uh, Washington's really good. The Islanders have been on fire. We all know about freaking Pittsburgh, even though they're not what they used to be. We saw what happened head-to-head. They can still light you up if you're not ready to go. Uh, Carolina, I'm a big fan of Carolina. I picked them to go to the cup final. Um, It's going to be a tough, tough road here, but getting into this spot now, it's better to be up than, it's better to be looking down than looking up, you know? The aggressive penalty kill has really turned this team around. Yeah, um, it's definitely the coaching. Personnel has something to do with it as well. Obviously, they just have better players out there now. Uh, they've, they've fixed some of the personnel issues, but it's pretty obvious to everybody watching uh, with Anne LaPerriere over the last few years that they just sat back too much. In a game that's all about time and, time and space, Oh, yeah, let's give it to them. Here, set up in the zone and then look around and be able to make a play. Oh, wow. Like, I, it was just asinine the way he was coaching them. Now maybe he was limited by his personnel because he knew he had some slow defensemen and he had some 
you know, guys who just weren't going to win battles along the boards and stuff, weren't going to recover if they over-pursued uh, trying to make a hit on the point or something. So it was just um, maybe Le Perrier was limited by the personnel. Not to mention the goaltending was really freaking terrible. But I just, um, I just have to believe that this coaching staff has had a big hand in it because they're playing a totally different way. Flyers look impressive. They just have to work on holding third period lead, uh, missing something, and I can't figure it out. To me, it's not about holding the lead. I thought they played pretty well, all things considered, in the third. They need to score more than two goals. That's three games in a row where your offense just dries up after two goals. You have to continue to add on. Um, Boston, Toronto, you're not going to hold them to one or two goals. You're just not. Nobody is. Um, expecting to get out of the game two to one is silly. You need to keep the offense rolling. They have to find a way to keep tacking on and get to a third and fourth goal in regulation. So when inevitably the other team has some momentum, they draw a penalty, whatever, get one goal, and then they start rolling, you have some insurance. I, I just I just think, yes, they blew the leads these last few games, and that's bad, but really – it's about what happens before that. You need to cash in on your opportunities more often than they've been. And then blowing leads in the third isn't a thing anymore because you have a 3-4 goal cushion. Are we still thinking a wild card spot or even better now? I've said all along top three in the division, the goal should be to win the division. That's what this team was built to do. That's why they went out and started spending money. They brought in veterans who've made playoff runs before. They finally added another center. Their young players are at a point where they're not just young players anymore. They're your key contributors, whether it's freaking Limblom or TK or Sanheim or Provorov. These are guys you're really counting on now. Ivan Pro, uh, Phil Myers, my God, it's not just, okay, we have these good veterans and then the young guys will come along. The young guys are carrying the vets right now. I expect the vets to do more as the season goes along like Claude Giroux puts up his numbers. Kevin Hayes will get to his career numbers. Uh, the lineup is in flux right now. I think things will stabilize. But it's the goal needs to be win the division. That's it. The different feeling around the team is the coach. Oh, I very much agree. This is a coach who knows what he's doing. He comes in, he communicates with the players, and he's honest with them. And it's fine to tell a player something negative if it's just – hey, you sucked at this tonight, we need to work on it. This is what you need to be better at. This is why you're playing tonight. This is why this guy got promoted and this guy got demoted. It just seems like everybody has a better understanding of what's expected, so they're able to do what's expected because the fucking coach told them what to do. It's not a big mystery. Travis Konechny doesn't come in the locker room and go, oh, I don't have a jersey in my stall. I guess I'm benched. Let me go ask Ian LaPerriere why. The coach is telling the guys what is expected of them, and they're delivering. Jake for Ryan Reeves. You guys know I love Ryan Reeves. Come on now. The aggressive forechecking is so tight. There are holes in it when they play teams with speed, especially defensemen who can turn the puck up ice. We saw that against Carolina. I know they beat Carolina, but, like, that's not a recipe for victory, the way they played that game. Um, I would like to see a little bit more on the controlled entry side, but I think for right now, especially as a lot of the um, a lot of the forwards are learning to play with each other still, that's funny to say. Uh, they're just there's not as much chemistry as there will be in another month or two between a lot of the forward lines. Um, 
And I think then we'll start to see more tight passing, more carries into the zone. But it definitely, when they get it going early, sets a tone. And it allows them to get in and hit the defenseman, um, create turnovers. We've seen how good they are creating turnovers this season, low in the zone and denying zone exits. It's That's one of my favorite things to watch is the, um, the third guy, whether it's a defenseman or the third high forward, pinching in uh, and breaking up a breakout and getting a second or third opportunity for the offense. It's been a lot of fun to watch this forecheck, absolutely. Myers looked like a number one. I I wanted to uh, – this is something I'm going to talk to um, talk to the group about this week. I don't know when we're going to record because the Flyers play Wednesday, so it'll either be um, Tuesday or Thursday, I'm guessing. But, man, Phil Myers, he looks like their best defenseman, right? Like that, he, it's not just the points and the points are huge. Cause like I said, you need to put goals on the board to win, but he just makes plays at all ends of the ice, man. I I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Myers. He is better than I expected him to be immediately without a doubt. Farabee looks great. Every game looks like the 2010 G. I don't, the movie made tonight was great. He's, he's done. He, he hasn't looked bad yet. I'll say that. I don't think he's looked as electric as he did um, a week ago. But I expect him to get it going. I, I, I have no worries about Farabee. I think he's looked at least good every game. Um, and that, uh, that shootout move, just get the goalie drifting back over where he came from. Pretty. It was pretty. The Flyers are so very clearly a playoff team when they're at their peak. I mean, look at the roster. They have a lot of really good players. I know everyone in the comments is complaining about Jake. I refuse to uh, – listen, I understand the issues of Jake now and especially Jake in the future. I'm not worrying about it at this current time considering the way this team is playing. Pressure's on the Eagles next week, though. Yeah, the Flyers kicked off uh, the week against New England um, with this game. Man, that, uh, it's I can't believe the Flyers have two days off, though. It's it's pretty crazy to think after this schedule. I mean, they have two days off. That next game isn't until Wednesday, home against Washington. And if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game against Washington, where better than Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern? That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore just phenomenal beer selection, outstanding food. The best part, though, is the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick. Not only is he a huge hockey fan, but he's always there making sure the food is hot and the beer is cold. I've worked in a lot of restaurants. I've eaten a lot of restaurants. The difference between a well-run place and a poorly run place is a management and owner who takes an interest and makes sure everything is perfect. And that's what Timmy Fitz does. You can watch pretty much any game on the freaking planet there with all the uh, with all the cable packages they have. I say it every time, but it bears repeating. They have a slap shot movie poster in the men's bathroom. That sets the tone for a great night out, watching a game, getting something to eat, and just having a great time. So Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest. It's awesome. Can't put it over enough. Van Develde wasn't a stud penalty killer. Shocker. Yeah, like that's I. It, but it's but I think it's the personnel and the coaching. I think it's all of it. It's definitely they've just improved every aspect of the penalty kill. And look at that. The Flyers are at like eighty five percent now, not seventy six. My God, I love Lappy too. As a player, if he wants to shake hands and press boxes, 
and put his arm around the young guys and make sure they're feeling okay, all that stuff. Director of player personnel, whatever the hell you want to talk about it, some sort of ambassador role, love in Le Perrier. Very bad penalty kill coach, though. He had zero success. He was his, his team was awful at the thing he was instructing them on for his whole tenure. They need to win more face-offs. Hard with Patrice out there, but they need to win more to be able to hold leads. Man, they were the best face-off team in the league forever and didn't win any games. I'd rather win games and lose face-offs. Uh, there are big face-offs, but overall, the stat of face-offs is overrated. It's just another puck battle. You want to win your puck battles, obviously, but it's all about what happens after the faceoff. My guy touched it first, so I won it. He turned it over immediately because the pressure was great and they had awesome coverage, and now the puck's going the other way. Oh, good. You won the faceoff. But the, the holding leads thing, like I said, I think it's more just about you need to add on to your lead. Two goals will never be enough. Every team in the league averages more than two goals a game. You're not going to win two to one most nights. It's really hard to do. Uh, they need to get insurance goals. That's how you hold leads. Farabeast, tell your wife, uh, Denny, that that is a good one. Do you think uh, Myers contests for rookie of the year? Uh, it's still early, man. Uh, I guess he could. I, I don't, I, we'll see. I, I haven't seen what a lot of rookies are doing. I don't have the list in front of me. Um, I, I'd be shocked. You know, uh, but shit, why not? Uh, he is an older, it's not like he's an 18 or 19 year old. So uh, they're already using, I was so happy that they used him in the five on five or in the three on three overtime tonight. I thought that was awesome. Uh, get him out there. He's looked like your best defenseman basically since you brought him up. Freaking put him out there, man. Um, so I was happy with that. I, I Will he... To, to be the rookie of the year as, the def as a defenseman, you're going to have to have a phenomenal season. He's off to a great start. Uh, we'll see if he keeps it up. I would be very happy with it. Uh, Bill, please answer my question. How can you say Coots, TK, and Lindblom are too good to split when Coots puts up two 36-goal uh, seasons? G had, you know, the 187 points. That line is not projected to get near those totals, but Coots and G could. Well, it's simple. It's not just about how they're scoring. It's about how they're controlling play. Uh, with Limblom up there, I just think it's a better defensive line so you can match them up against other top lines. And it also gives you the ability to have G create for another very good line. I just think if you split up the top line, Limblom won't have as much, like it won't trickle down the same way. I think if you putting G up there and moving Limblom down, which is I I assume what you would want to do. Um, I just don't think the production would trickle down the same way it could when the Flyers have three centers, whether it's Patrick or Frost or someone they bring in or a creative player or whatever. Um, I just think the overall production will be better if you keep that line together and have, say, a Drew Hayes-Farabee line and then figure out what's left with JVR, Jake, and 3C. Um, I just don't think you'll get the same sort of second and third line production from Limblom as you will as if he's in this spot. And he also helps you so much defensively that you can have. And TK has been much better defensively just in terms of effort, uh, engagement, and he's actually making plays, helping with the breakout and everything. But I, I think having Limblom up there helps you in all three zones a little bit more. Oh, yeah, Kale McCarr. That's right. Yep, yep. 
Bill, stop the crazy talk. First place, let's get the top three in March first. All right. The expectation, the goal needs to be win the division. Why would your goal be, let's finish second or third? The goal should be to win the fucking division. Like, that's that's what it should be. Why would that be crazy to think we're a good team? We should win the division. That That's the first goal of every team. You set your steps up. Win the division, win a round, win another. Like, that's how you, that's just what you do. You want home ice advantage, all these things. The goal should be win the division. It's been long enough. Think big, boys. The Metropolitan Division. Gostas Bear has really been struggling. My Lord, what happened to his game? Uh, I think he was really struggling. I think he's been a lot better lately. I think the points are going to start to come. Um, I think he's building his confidence. He's back on the top power play unit now. Um, I, I haven't been nearly as down on Ghost as I was, say, a week or two ago. I thought he had really, really looked terrible up until that point. Um, I I don't think he's been nearly as bad. I think he's been making some plays, and he'll just continue to build on that. I think that's that's where you are with Gostas Bear right now. You have to keep giving him opportunities, and um, I think he needs a little bit more ice time and more ice time away from Braun. Like I said, I like what Braun brings on the – penalty kill so I can live with him at five on five, but I need someone who can help Ghost get out of the defensive zone because Ghost will never be very good in the defensive zone. That's just not who he is. He helps you a lot in the other two zones, though. So if someone can help him get out of the D zone, that would be big. I don't want to split up the D pairs because I like the way they're shaking out right now, but mid-game, I think you could mix them up, limit some guy's ice time, use Provorov a little bit less and get Goss to spare some shifts with some other uh, other blue liners. My plan was to go 25 minutes tonight, guys. I really just wanted to get in and out of here and go to freaking bed. But uh, here we are, 48 minutes in, going strong. A lot of people showed up tonight. I'm really happy about it. Thank you all for coming. Uh, I would love G, Farabee, and Hayes to work, but it really doesn't turn my crank. And I know what does work. And if we want to score more than two goals, like you're saying – not count on the goaltending all the time. They better get G and Jake going. Uh, I mean, all right, that's how you put you put G with more good players, and that's what would happen. Just get him off of get him off of center. That's what would happen. I'm not high on Patrick, but based on how thin we are in the middle at the moment, I think he'll be a big boost to the team if and when he comes back. Lawton too, probably a career fourth liner, but a damn good one. Yeah, I love, Lawton can play on my fourth line any team, anytime, anywhere. Uh, Patrick, he, first thing he's got to do is get himself on the ice and then he's got to produce. Um, Morgan Frost is knocking down that door. Uh, they, they say he's got puck management issues, you know, six, all the, it's all the stuff you hear about every young player. Like every young player has puck management issues. Every young player has to learn when to be aggressive and when to back off, when to take risks, when to play conservatively. But I know that Morgan Frost already has the putting up points thing down because he's doing it. So um, it, it's just going to be a matter of time. If Patrick can't get himself out there, they're going to have to look at it. If not, bring someone else in because they do need someone else. Hey, Bill, who's in goal Wednesday? I got to believe it's uh, it's Carter Hart. He's the starter. Carter Hart's the number one. Um, two days off, coming off a big win against Boston. Why wouldn't you put him right back out there? It's, you just beat the Bruins. Now go get Now go get the Caps, too. Who's been the biggest surprise? Um, biggest surprise? I guess Lindblom, right? I always thought Lindblom was a really good third liner. Like my 
my expectation for the type of player he was going to be was really good third liner who you use on your second line because of how good he is um, on his own side of the red line that he doesn't hurt you and he can help you a little offensively too. He's doing way more offensively than I ever expected already. Um, but you play him up in the lineup because you have a guy like JVR who can score, but maybe you want to limit his ice time a little at five on five. So you move him to the third and then get him great matchups there. So I, I just kind of thought that's the type of player Limblom was going to be an overachieving second liner, but shit, if he isn't producing like a first line player, you know, he's, he's been outstanding. <clears throat> Anything else? We, uh, out of comments here. I'm going to give it a second. Hexy's best find Limblom or Myers. I mean, right now you have to go Limblom just because, He's been doing it um, pretty consistently for a decent amount of time now. Myers came up last year. I didn't think he set the world on fire or anything and, you know, didn't make the team out of camp just because he didn't look awesome. I think everyone knew he was one of their six best defensemen, but you had some other guys in different circumstances. Uh, you know, Myers didn't necessarily win the job, so you start the year with the other guys. Myers has been outstanding since he came up, and a couple of months from now, Myers could without a doubt be the um, the best find of the of the Hextall era. But right now, I'm Limblom producing with the first line, just looking awesome in all aspects of the game, has to be, you know, a fifth-round pick who couldn't skate at this level. Remember? Remember all that fun stuff? I absolutely hate when we blow a two-goal lead, but I can't complain about a win over the Bruins. Yeah, to me, the story of this one wasn't the blown lead. It was the inability to score after scoring two goals. That was the real issue there. You really want Limblom, Jake, and Hayes out against the number one line? Like, that's – Couturier's your 1C, and he beats up on other 1Cs. Like, that's his job. Why would you want your other line out there? I, and, like, Jake, you want Jake out against those guys? They'd just target him the whole game. He'd be like J.J. Redick on defense. Just freaking guys going around him. I, I don't like it. Myers just wanted to make Fletcher and A.V. look very silly this season. I mean, why? They gave him – he's up here. They're giving him his opportunity. Why, why would he make them look silly? Limblom isn't a surprise. He grew into his expectations. I mean, he was a fifth-round pick who everyone said he might not ever be able to skate at this level, and now he's playing at a first-line level. I, yeah, that's surprising to me. I don't know anybody who thought he was good enough to do this. Bill, get Charlie to tell them to put Myers on the power play. I don't think they take suggestions from beat reporters. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, all right. That's uh, all right. That's all the time we have for you. Let's just take a quick look ahead to what is next for the uh, for the Flyers. Of course, they have. It's not rivalry night, right? It's just Wednesday night. Is it an eight o'clock game? Let's give it a look. Uh, Seven thirty. Okay, but it is on NBCSN, so it'll be not rivalry night, but. Wednesday night hockey against those Caps. It'll be down there on Broad Street at the Wells Fargo Center. Of course, the Washington Capitals are leading the Metropolitan Division. They have 29 points through 18 games. They have a plus 19 goal differential. They're 8-1-1 on the road so far this season. 9-0-1 in their last 10. They've won six in a row. So this is a huge test for the Philadelphia Flyers. They get two days off. They come home and take on the division leaders, Alex Ovechkin and the gang. And if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in the Wildwood Crest. Easy to get to from all shore points. 
and easy to get to from pretty much everywhere. It is my favorite place at the entire Jersey Shore. Outstanding food. Please do yourself a favor, get the roast pork sandwich. Out. Uh, just an outstanding beer selection as well. Timmy Fitzpatrick, the owner, is a huge hockey fan. This game and pretty much any game you could ever want to watch will be on one of their, I don't know, 20 TVs or whatever the hell it is they have in there. It's just an awesome place to watch a game. Uh, just a great atmosphere, cool bar feel, great food, great staff. Everything's outstanding. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Can't put it over enough. All right, everybody, that's all the time I've got for you tonight on the Facebook Live post game. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. <clears throat> that's right. Give us more subscribers. Give us more downloads. Give us some five-star reviews, too. Uh, we love we love when you compliment us. It's, it's something we feed off of. I do this because I love attention. Give me the attention. All right, that's it. Thanks a lot, everybody. I will uh, talk to you on Wednesday. Until then, have a great week.